Episode 33 of Hobnails, Hoops, and Hot Chatter, a podcast by Everyday Fans for Everyday Fans. Christian Britt, Emery Kane, and Danny Rucker back here. we got a lot of topics to talk about, uh, most notably and most most sadly or just sadly, we've got to talk about Freddie Freeman um, not going to be with the Braves anymore. Still don't know where he's going to be, but we are. he is not going to be the Atlanta Braves. He made a post today thanking the city of Atlanta and the fans, which I assume means that he is not coming back, guys. Uh, maybe he's deking us out. Like, it's a, just a juke us left signing – Right to be a DH, coming back. Maybe that's that's my right. hopes. Well, I, I kept I reading. Really I kept reading. I kept reading it, hoping it would be like. And there's a drive to deep left field by Castellanos, <laughs> and it would be going to be one of those. And he said, "Hey, I'm coming back," but he did not. <laughs> no, he didn't. Um, I really thought once uh, we traded for Matt Olson and Matt Olson's. So I thought that day he was. As soon as that happened, I was like, "Oh, Freddie's signing somewhere today," yeah. and then. Signs Matt Olson to an eight-year contract. Oh, Freddie's going somewhere today, and then he releases this today. Oh, Freddie's going to sign somewhere today, and then he hasn't. So um, I know that I know the Dodgers are a big player. Uh, the Yankees were, but they just signed Rizzo today or yesterday. Yesterday, yesterday. So obviously, I feel like the Yankees are out. So um, I don't, I don't know what's going on with Freddie. Not, I mean, I figured. I mean the. The season is not too far out, so I figured he would sign somewhere already. What, what do you guys think? I think he's definitely – I mean, as much as I'd love to see that he somehow I, – I just don't I don't think there's a possibility now. I haven't looked to see specifically how much cap room they would even have to offer him if they were to somehow do a deal here. I, I don't think there's any chance. I think it's probably – I bet you what it was is they had someone that was already has already outbid the Braves – and then someone may have come in late with another, you know, high offer that he's considering. Because at this point, I mean, if he's not going to the Braves, staying with the Braves, I feel like he, you almost just are completely seeking the bag at this point, trying to get the most, like, you, yeah. you know, like, I don't even know if it's, I mean, I, he's still going to, he's not the kind of guy that wouldn't pick based off a little bit of baseball too, like the ability to win and stuff, but if if you're not staying with the Braves with how connected you've been, I feel like money is probably overwhelmingly the reason you're going to go to wherever you go. So if someone out of left field offers the largest contract, who's not maybe very competitive right now, I bet you he's considering it. Well, I look at, you know, some of the factors that play into this decision and just by, you know, being a Braves fan, I can tell Freddie Freeman likes playing for the Braves. You also got a, a young core in a, Acuna, Albies, Riley, they're exciting. And they always talk about how fun they are to play with. I mean, why would you not want to play with those guys? And then you think he's going to be around forever. And then all of a sudden, I, I agree with you, Christian. I think that I think he's chasing money. And I saw somebody post on Twitter tonight that they're gonna they're gonna forever blame his wife for this. And she's just gonna she's trying to get as much money as she can. He really wants to stay, but she's got <laughs> she wants to go. Now I, I thought about this too. He's from California. Um yeah. he, I mean, I'm sure that that if he's going to the Dodgers, I think that seems to be the major player here. That could be, you know, something that's you know 
been with him where he wants to go back home and play. I do think he will retire as a Brave. I think they'll sign him late in his career, and he'll, you know, maybe for a year, maybe for a month. I don't know. He'll retire as a Brave, I believe. And if he wanted to be an Atlanta Brave, he would be an Atlanta Brave. That's kind of the bottom line. So I don't know what Alex Anthopoulos has offered him, but judging by the moves he made in the in the during the middle of the year last year and the moves he's made since he's been GM, I trust what he's, what he's doing. Um, I, I, I don't think that, I don't think he's going to do anything that's not for the Atlanta Braves organization. And he was pretty choked up about the deal that he signed when he signed Matt Olson. The signing of Matt Olson pretty much indicated that Freddie was going and he was yeah. not happy about that. I would say that he, he put an offer out there for Freddie and basically I'm sure he told Freddie like this is you know my hands are kind of tied with what we can do this is the best I've got I mean I know maybe the Dodgers can beat it or whoever but this is what you're looking at man and and mm-hmm. we saw I think I me and Danny both retweeted or, or looked at something and said you know there's rumors that they put it out there Freddie took too long and I mean if you wait too long then then Freddie goes somewhere else you don't have a first baseman so Mm-hmm. Um, he decided to go out and get Matt Olson, who, um, you know, on paper looks to be, I wouldn't say maybe not just as good as Freddie, but pretty as about as close as you can get to Freddie Freeman. Um, so, you know, I think just Anth- Alex Anthopoulos couldn't wait; he couldn't wait any longer. So he had to he had to pull the trigger on somebody, and then now yeah. maybe freddie wasn't chasing the money before and then alex pulled this and now he's like man i'm not coming back to the braves i might as well get as much as i can so maybe that's maybe props, that's something that went down props to anthopolis for having i guess the the guts to even do it at that point like yeah i don't think any of us like we we all got the alert we all sent it in the group chat we were all just a surprise you get that you know that shock I don't think any of, I mean, there was, it was in the back of our mind. He thought maybe Freddie doesn't like, it's been a while. Like why isn't it resigned? But I don't think at that point it was a done deal. Like he's not coming back. Like no, no fans thought that. So props to him for somewhat early in the process. Like, you know what? You know, I, I'm, I'm managing this team. I don't manage Freddie Freeman. Like yeah. he did what, what arguably is the best decision for the team. Yeah. And I think it looks all, I think regardless, based off what I, what's going to end up happening, it sounds like if it's for money, we're, we weren't going to get Freddie either way. So yeah. it, it looks a lot worse if you don't get Freddie and you twiddled your thumbs too long and don't get someone like Olsen to replace him. Whereas yeah. now, this may honestly, as much as it pains me to say, this is this may be an upgrade. I mean, I think I mean, Rucker, yeah, Rucker shared his, his text with his with his mom, <laughs> who was <laughs> not a fan of the, uh, the, the, the the decision, and you just you laid out like uh, Olsen's age compared to Freeman. Was it twenty eight? Is that how old he is? He's twenty seven. Twenty seven, and Freeman's thirty two, maybe thirty two. I think thirty two or thirty three. One. Yeah. And and you look at Olsen's years last year compared to Freeman's, and it's like. Wow, like honestly, this may be an upgrade. So props to him for for making this decision early on, and I, I think it's probably going to be best. And I'm glad that if we were going to lose Freddie, we didn't twiddle our thumbs and lose him for nothing, essentially, and have some think, dead, dead cap space for nothing. Yeah, I think the good thing too is we 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 traded for Olson, and a lot of people were going, "Well, he's got 
he's only got two years on his contract. And within like all those tweets came out. He's, well, I mean, how is this better? He's only got two years on his contract. All those tweets came out. And then like the very next day, Anthopolis signs him for eight years. So we have Matt Olson through 2029. We have Albies on the worst contract ever signed by a major league baseball player uh, ever. through 20, ever through 2027. We have Acuna through 2026 with club options, not player options, club options yeah. in 2027 and 2028. And we have Austin Riley through 2026. So, that's, I mean, we've that's that's a loaded team. We have mm. our four probably best hitters for the next at least four years. And and probably what, I, they, I was. Did you say Rosario too? They just signed him. What what was they that? Just signed two years two for Rosario, years. so okay. he's through twenty twenty four. So I mean, and, we've got and they still got a chance to get Soler. Soler, yeah. yeah. And uh, Ozuna's coming back from yeah. him being in trouble last year. Duvall is still there. I mean, they're yep. they're loaded. Yeah, you could, so, you could Soroka argue has that. a chance to come back too during the year to pitch. Yeah, you, could, you could argue when looking at the next, we'll say three to four years. There's not a team more more properly set up to win, like in that span than the Braves. Like, and obviously we're biased, but like, you start looking at the best teams talent wise across the league, and they've got bad contracts still on their like on their books. Like, yeah. now can they afford to have a few bad contracts and still have a great team because they have way more money? Yeah, but like, when you sign someone like the Freddie Freeman to an eight year whatever the heck he wants, you're probably going to have a bad contract for those last two to three years because he's probably yeah. not going to be worth it at that point. And well, those guys talk, are loaded with those. You know, talk about that too. Uh, say you sign, say you give Freddie a, what, a seven year, what do you think he was asking for seven years? 100, I, 100, 150, I, 160 million for seven I, years? I'd say it was more than that. I'd say it was yeah. closer so, to two. So, it so it's more than that. And you're coming up on the end of Acuna's contract at about that fourth or fifth year. You're going to want to throw the bank at Acuna in yeah. 2026, 2027. Yeah. And he's probably thinking that, and I can get Matt Olson right now for eight years for 135 instead of Freddie for seven for 200 million and save that money. And I'm going to get Acuna, who's going to be 28 years old, still has at least seven or eight good years, barring injury. I might want to use that money for Acuna and Albis, you know, in, in a little bit. Instead of Freeman, who let's face it, guys, he's thirty-two, and by any, by no means am I dissing Freddie Freeman, but most major leaguers about mid-thirties, it starts to go down, and um, what just, he's, he he might he might you know consistently hit two eighty for those years, but that's a risk you take, I think, by not not signing him and giving yeah, him those. I just saw a contract. I just saw a report that said he was seeking as the most recent report I could see. And obviously, speculation, but he was seeking six years, 180 million in that range. 30 million a year, right? Yeah. So, the, you know, those last two years of his contract, that's going to be when Acuna starts to um, yeah. get his contract renewed. And that's 60 million on the table right there that he's not going to be able to use to throw at him, which I would. <laughs> I yeah. would, yeah. Um, especially if he continues on the tear. And by the way, since you mentioned that text to my mom, um, I spent the last couple of days trying to keep my mom calm about the Freddie Freeman thing. So I'm going to share this text. And I didn't even know Olsen signed the eight-year contract until I got this text. So why would they sign this new guy to an eight-year contract and not give Freddie his seven years? And here's my response. Olsen is an all-star at 27 and will be 35 when contract is up. 
Freddie is 33 right now. I think he's 32. He'll be 33 in the year during the year, actually. I said, I trust the GM to make the moves needed. You don't want Freddie spiraling downhill at 36 with four years left. She said, I want Freddie. They kept Chipper in his later <laughs> years. Who else are they going to let go? The team will be disassembled by All-Star break. <laughs> so had to put out that fire this week for uh, my mom. I hope she's also, listening. Also, Chipper, if, if your mom does listen, I, I think that you never heard Chipper, first of all, always like extended his contract during the season. Like he never let I don't think he was ever a free agent very long with the Braves. And I don't ever think he asked for it. I mean, I think they paid him pretty fairly, but I don't think he ever asked for anything crazy. And I think mm-hmm. in his later years, he never signed like long contracts. They were like maybe two year contracts, three year contracts. So. Um, I don't ever think he signed a huge long contract like uh, Freddie's looking for. Yeah. All right. So I, I, I'm pretty excited about the outcome of the Braves in the next next year. I'm excited to see how they do this year. And I think, I mean, another World Series trophy's coming. And I, I, that would be awesome. And if they go to the World Series, Christian, you need to go to the World Series. Yeah. Because you get to talk about if they go again. If they go there again, is. I mean, at this point, it's gonna be there's it's just gonna be a normal thing, you know. It's not let's, there's no. Let's just no, make a pact right now. They go to the World Series. We're going down for the first game of the World Series that that is at, at Atlanta, and we're gonna broadcast from the battery. Shouldn't be too many people down there. <laughs> broadcast from the battery. Okay, we won't broadcast, but we'll go down. We'll we'll shell the money to go down. Cheapest tickets available. We'll go down. I can making agree with that. that. We're making this pact right now, Emory. We're making this back. I do have a uh, since we we started looking at Danny's tweets. Um, I do have I I search Braves because I know there will be a lot of Braves tweets out there. So this is uh, oh gosh, this is from June twenty second, two thousand nineteen. So this is back when, before the Braves were uh, the Braves were pretty good in two thousand nineteen, but they're really good the last two years. So it says uh, I wonder if the Braves bring their own tee for opposing hitters when uh, faulty pitches, or if they just use the home teams. <laughs> so Danny wasn't a, I wasn't a faulty fan. Danny was not high on faulty. Um, no, but since we're bringing up old tweets, I found one of Christians that I'd like to share. Oh, um, this is from October twenty sixth, two thousand nineteen. It says, obviously, you got to win in the end, but it's hard to root against a guy like Jeremy Pruitt when you see <laughs> how much he cares about his guys. <laughs> Wanted to share that one because, I mean, that's an old takes exposed right there. He had, hard he had, to root. He had just given me a McDonald's bag uh, that day and, <laughs> and, and, and paid for that. He sponsored that tweet. You see how much he cares about his guys. So I was just. I was trying to find so hard to. I was trying looking so hard to find some tweets that Christian had. I, I get so mad about Tennessee fans get being done with a coach so quick that I'm one of the last. Like I, I was one of the last people on to still be like a pro Butch Jones fan too. Like I remember arguing and being like, "Listen, the guy can recruit. He, you know, give him a chance. Like, you know, things happen." So yeah, uh, I've been wrong many times. And I've got a tweet from this week that I made really about our next topic. It's about the the basketball bracket. And let me find it real fast. It has to do with Duke getting the two seed and Tennessee getting the three seed. And the tweet is, Duke shouldn't be ahead of Tennessee tonight, and they shouldn't have. But people are more worried about where Duke is in relation to Tennessee. and should be more mad that Auburn and Kentucky 
are ahead of them, even though Tennessee has proved their worth over the two. Christian, as a Tennessee fan, your thoughts on Tennessee getting the three? Is it that big of a deal? Um, what do you think about this? So I think I think specifically in response to what you were just talking about, um, like why specifically Duke was being picked out, I think it's because – even though I think Tennessee fans and I, and including myself, we were I think we were still pissed off that uh, Auburn and Kentucky got a higher seed, but at least the resumes were relatively close. It felt like, and I feel like you can agree to agree with this. Duke's resume was the worst of the four. Do you agree with that? Of the four, uh, yes, just because of their conference games, really. Exactly, because, and that's and that's not their even, fault. Even even then, let's talk about that for a second. Uh, Miami. Notre Dame, North Carolina, uh, Virginia Tech all had a lot of wins, but because they weren't voted in the AP poll, they're not ranked wins, which we've seen how all year the AP poll has been a sham. Uh, just by, by the voters, that, you know, all the all the voting. Emery, you're laughing. How, how many no, times I'm just laughing? Week? I'm just laughing because you use the word sham. <laughs> it's a dang sham. I'll tell you that. <laughs> It is a sham. I mean, you see, we see. We I agree. Out, I agree with you. Yeah, out multiple you. incidents where voters are just just not using the responsibility to vote, and we're saying, "Well, that's not a ranked team." I mean, look at the rank. I mean, you're telling me that a Notre Dame, which I know they lost their conference game and they're in the playing game, but throughout the year before the conference tournament, they were a good team. North Carolina was a good team. Miami was a good team. I mean, they because the Jesse Newells of the world didn't vote them. That those are weak wins now. Same for Wake Forest. I mean. Just doesn't but, seem like. Go but to ahead. be fair, I feel like Duke, and and rightfully so, they should in years past, has maximized off of the fact that they're in a strong, the strongest conference, and so it's a little like it's a little disappointing that in the one year where this is arguably the worst year in ACC basketball over the last 20, 30 years, maybe. I mean, can you can you? I mean, you all. I mean, there's there's some tough teams in the conference. I. But can you think just, of one where at the end of the season usually, only one team was ranked? Usually there's multiple, multiple teams ranked, yes. That's what there's I'm saying, though. Yeah. I mean, if we're going by the rankings, I watched a lot of ACC games, and I can tell you that the Virginia Techs and the North Carolinas can play with almost any team in the SEC just because they don't have a number beside their name. That doesn't you, mean they're any less. Yeah, but you – I mean, that still has something to do with it. Even though the AP poll doesn't isn't the end-all, be-all – it still has a little bit of weight. I mean, you still have Jesse Newells, but you also have a lot of other people that. So, for the sake fairly. of continuing the conversation, yes, Duke had the worst of the four based off of teams ranked. Yeah, and, and, and listen, and listen, I, this isn't. I don't think now some Tennessee fans may feel this way, but I don't think it should be misconstrued as I'm pissed off at Duke or I'm pissed off at Auburn or I'm pissed off at Kentucky. I'm pissed off at Joe Lenardi and the committee that comes up with this. I mean. This is well, insane. first of all, just I mean, not to defend Lenardi, but he just predicts what the committee is going to pick. He doesn't yeah. actually pick, so he has no. He's just saying this. Yeah. This is what I think they're going to pick. But and to he that has, effect, and probably hasn't didn't have a real. He's probably going like everybody else is. Tennessee should be a two seed. I don't really have a argument, but people are going to ask me, so I have to make. I can't just go. I can't on national television on ESPN go. I don't know why. You know, he's yeah, got to make something if up. He, if he predicts them and he predicts them to be a three and can't give you a good reason why they're a three yeah. behind yeah. Auburn and Kentucky, and he says that 
uh, well, it's not what you did lately, or you can't count what they did lately, but also they lost to Villanova in November, yeah. and that's his prediction. And then, and then the committee votes them a three and also can't give you a reason. I question the whole process. If oh, yeah. They've, I mean, they've proven, yeah. Tennessee's proven that they've been better than those teams lately. And even if you throw the conference championship out, they they hadn't beaten there, Texas yeah. A&M. Yeah, they, it doesn't matter at that point because Texas – Texas A&M wasn't the one up for debate. It was Auburn and Kentucky. Why are they ahead of Tennessee when they've proven they cannot? They have not beaten Tennessee more yeah. times head to head. And Emory, to your point, you're right. Joe Lenardi does not. He doesn't work for the committee, and he doesn't yeah. come up with the committee. He just predicts. But so, yeah. But so yeah. why though? If he's pay, if he's not paid or associated with the committee whatsoever, there's nothing holding him back from saying this is what I think is going to happen, but I disagree with it. Yeah, there, so there I, shouldn't be, but if, I'm sure. If, if he's yeah. not saying he disagrees with it, if he's defending yeah. his pick, he agrees with it. Yeah. Why else do you defend a pick? You know. So I mean, you're right about that, but yeah. he's not. He has no. Nothing will. Nothing goes against. He doesn't lose anything if he disagrees with That's what true. they come up with. So why why not? If he gave his genuine opinion, but and like one of the things I I specifically like everything he said just kept contradicting it, contradicting itself. Like he said in the same breath at one point. I absolutely knew it would happen this way. And then in that same statement said, I don't know why it happened. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been absolutely sure something's going to happen? And then once, and then when asked why, I don't really know, but I'm absolutely sure. Let me what tell you that? why, because Tennessee's not a traditional blue blood program. And even Auburn's not, if you want to argue that. Not, yeah. No, yeah. But here lately they have been. And then, and then even then, Hasn't Tennessee been up there? Yeah, Tennessee's I mean, probably been more consistent. Than there, there's no than Auburn, good. Yeah. There's no good reason. Even Villanova, though. I mean, they had. I they, they weren't that impressive. You're telling me Villanova. the SEC's not as strong as the Big East. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, just, so, I mean, they they're the fifth ranked team in America. Tennessee is. Here's they my said, advice for uh for Tennessee fans out there. All all you Tennessee fans listening. Okay. This is this is good advice. This is not going to be malicious or anything okay should you have been a number two seed absolutely okay but it didn't happen that way enjoy uh enjoy the conference championship because you earned it absolutely earned it uh and enjoy use that for fuel you've beaten um the number one seed in your side already i mean i feel like tennessee's side of the bracket is pretty favorable very Forget what's happened in the past. Enjoy your conference championship. First one since 1979, which is pretty – I mean, Tennessee's had some good teams since 1979. It's pretty um, pretty remarkable that they have not won one since 1979. But, you know, enjoy the SEC championship. And let the team – you'll you, they're, they're going to yeah, – I'm sure there's bulletin board material all over the place for that oh, Tennessee yeah. team. Okay? Oh, yeah. But Tennessee fans, just relax. Rick, Pastor Rick is going to take care Pastor, of everything. Deacon Rick. Yeah. Deacon Rick, Deacon, Pastor, Youth Pastor, whatever he is, he's taking care of it all. I, I, think, I guarantee I think, it. I think Rucker sums it up best when he said, let's just throw the conference championship out because that's what the committee did. So I think why not, why not I, the I, same I, thing as them. They just threw it out too. So why don't we all just throw out conference championship? Yeah, I think when Duke won the semifinals, we should just stop right there. And yeah. And not one. Now, Christian, let me ask you this. If Duke wins the conference championship, do they deserve a two seed? 29 and five and won the conference championship. 
I, I, I think so. So that I, one game I, dictates that them having a terrible resume all year. I don't think so. I, I don't. I, no, still but think I think they have a. I actually still think they're out. Like I, I don't think they're. I think they still have a worse resume than all three of those teams. Maybe no, actually. Than Auburn and Kentucky. Maybe maybe not Auburn, just because Auburn lost so early in their con- like. That yeah. has to have weight. Like that has to have weight. Well, I'll say this: they would have had two more, two less losses than Kentucky and a head-to-head win against Kentucky. Yeah, they I mean, deserve the two seed. Yeah. What, I, I also mean, think I also think that one, the, the conference one championship thing. should all end on Saturday. That gives, I agree. That, I agree. that gives yeah that 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 gives the selection committee. And, I mean, what the Big Twelve or what the last championship ended at like four o'clock or something, four thirty, and boom, an hour and a half later we're rolling out the. I mean, they gave them an hour and yeah. a half to figure out to move teams around. I mean, they should all end or or move selection Monday, uh, move it to Monday. I th- I just think and I think. That the SEC needs to look at that, but there, to be fair, there was like five conference championships Sunday. Now, some of I think yeah, the, only yeah, other no, big yeah. one the was, ACC used to be one and they moved mm-hmm, them, yeah. Back to I, think, I think the SEC should their their part in this should be to move it to Saturday, yeah. but but really, that's I think that's the only fault that you can really put on the SEC or Tennessee, I guess, oh, yeah. for you know, just because I mean, to be fair, that's fair, you know, if everyone if most people are going to do it and the, the, the decision is made Sunday, everything's announced midday. I, I think it's fair. You should give them an extra day to be able to consider it, and and I think that probably hurt them. But yeah, I mean it's it's just crazy. I, but you're right. Tennessee did get a very favorable region. They've beaten the top team and their region already head to head. It was at home, but still. So I feel pretty good about Tennessee. Yeah, I, think they played, I, think, I know Villanova beat them, right? Villanova. They did. Tennessee. Yeah. But you've mm-hmm. seen. I mean, your top two. Part you've seen them like head to head. It's not yeah. like you're going in that those two games. If nope. you play either one of them, you're not going in that game blind. Yeah, definitely not. I think they're in a very – I think Kentucky's, you know, that was probably one of the closest comparison between the two because they, you know, when, when being mad about, you know, not getting a two-seed. Kentucky's region's pretty tough. Um, I didn't look a ton at Auburn's region, but, I mean, Dukes is, Dukes is pretty tough too. I mean, yeah, so, I mean, I think – Auburn's, got, Auburn's got Kansas as the one, Wisconsin as the three, Providence as the four. So, there's – I mean, they're – Providence plays South Dakota State. Yep. Yeah, that ain't going to happen. Providence is out round one. Round one. South Dakota State was my mid-major pick. I've got them upsetting. Yeah, but that was. How, that many, was. how many brackets did you guys pick? I picked one bracket. You did? I usually pick one. I picked four this time. This, I, I think I think maybe this, uh, this bracket is probably, in the last 10 years, is probably maybe the – toughest one i've seen there's just so many like a lot of times i feel like it's going to be a one or a two seed that wins the whole thing like i think any of the one seeds can win it any of the two seeds can win it any of the three seeds could win it um with the exception i don't think wisconsin can win it but i think all the other three seeds can win it um is iowa a three seed they're a five seed yeah okay i think i'm some people are so high on iowa right now I know it's random, but I, I think that, yeah. I'm super. I don't think they're that but good. Here, listen, I was thinking about that too. You, you always, so a lot of people, I do this. You pick the hot team that 
that made a run in the conference tournament, you think they're going to mm-hmm. go to the Sweet 16, like a Virginia Tech that plays Texas, mm-hmm. and then they'll lose by 15 to Texas. Yeah. Or, you know, they the Iowa just, they, could win. They were just hot that week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hot for that week. <laughs> and then the team has had five days to prepare for them, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I, sometimes, the, a lot of times those teams don't make a run. Yeah. Uh, Christian, have you joined the Hobnails Bracket Challenge? I haven't. I'm going to do it tonight. Well, when you do, you will be the 16th team. Nice. We have 16 teams in it. Nice. One team name, notable, just read this. Taylor Britt. This is his team name. Screws Football Low Cheddar. <laughs> <laughs> playing, <laughs> playing, playing on our name, Hobnails Hoops and Hot Cheddar. <laughs> he picked Screws Football and Low Cheddar. Some other notable names. Um, some of these some of these teams names, I don't know who who made the the bracket, but Tennessee should be a one a two seed. It looks like Adams. Um, I'm not gonna say Clayton. <laughs> um, yeah, can't say Clayton. One more. One, one more. One of them was uh, something about you, Rucker, wasn't it? One of them was. That's mine. Oh yeah. Uh, like it's changed. No, it's, it's his Rucker's dad. Rucker's dad's on there. It says who's the name is also. It just says Rucker's dad on there. <laughs> I don't know who it is. That's Logan. Uh, but I've actually got four brackets. I've got that's my most serious bracket that I really wanted to focus on. And then I've got one for the school. I actually picked Tennessee to win one. And then I picked mm. up, I picked a bracket. I don't even put this in a group. I just picked it called Upset City. <laughs> where I picked quite a few number of upsets. I did and then year. I picked one that was absolutely the worst bracket I could pick. And my final four is obviously all 16 seeds. Um, just to see how low I could score. I'm actually put this in. There's a group that's like the worst bracket you could pick. So I got obviously Georgia State, Norfolk State, Wright State, and Texas Southern. I got Norfolk State winning this thing. 999 to 1. That way, that way Rucker, I'll be way off on this. North Rucker, State, 999 Rucker, to one. Rucker, I want you to do one thing for me in the in the groups uh, challenge. I, I want you to go team by team, matchup by matchup, asking Millie just based off the names who she thinks will win, and I want to see where she ranks. In, well, in the problem challenge. is she's asleep now. And the bracket comes out, and the tournament starts tomorrow, and I won't get to do that with her. Yeah, well, you'll just have to go wake her up. It's okay. She's a big Yeah, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to yeah. do that. So, picked four brackets. I usually just pick the one. And I picked Duke to, to I think, go to the Sweet 16 at best in all of my brackets, even to losing the second round. I never have high hopes for Duke. Yeah. Um, I, wrote, I, I wrote some questions down to ask you guys about the brackets, so to see what your right. thoughts were. Okay. Um, can the Zags finally win one? Is this the I think they can. They finally, yeah. I mean, they're the number one team in the country. I think mm-hmm. I really thought they were going to win it last year, but last year was all it was. You pretty much knew who was going to the championship last year. Mm-hmm. It was like a if you'd have put. I mean, I think the odds are were before the tournament that Gonzaga and Baylor were going to be the matchup. I think it was like minus one hundred two. <laughs> I mean, it was <laughs> it was that like heavily favored. Like you yeah. knew. They were going to be in this year. I'm not so sure. There's a lot of really good teams, but I really think Gonzaga is the most equipped to win. Veteran laden. They got the coach to do it. They've got. I mean, they got the players to do it. They they arguably have the toughest matchup to the to the championship. So I don't know if you guys have looked at them specifically, but so they play Georgia State. That should obviously hopefully be you know a dub. But it's one of those teams that rarely gets in and has nothing to lose. So there's a little bit of risk there. 
Then they could match up with Memphis right after that, which I know we're low on Memphis, Memphis but, but they're pretty hot right but now. They're very talented. I mean, they're yeah, arguably but they have, the problem with them is they're. I think Amani Bates has been practicing with them. So oh, if, he, <laughs> if he if he plays, they could lose the first round yeah. by thirty. And and then if they win that, they could very well match up with Arkansas, who has beaten Tennessee, has beaten a lot of good SEC teams. Yeah, has, has looked pretty good. They've looked. Or, they've looked really. Okay, on the road or on neutral or you can or UConn, yeah. who's really good too. Yeah, UConn's great too. And yeah. then if they went off, if they get through that gauntlet, no. they could match up with Duke or it, or Texas Tech. Yeah, or Michigan State. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who's and solid? Then you, yeah, then you got Baylor or Kentucky, Purdue or St. Mary's. One of, I mean, pretty much any of those. And then that, then you're in the championship. But that's a that's a pretty tough. I mean, to go straight to Memphis on a second round. That's a, that's you know. That's a pretty quick turnaround to being pretty competitive right there. Yep. Next next question. Uh, who do you think the uh, best non-number one seed is? So, best non-number one seed. I know who Christian's going to say. I don't, I don't it's Tennessee. not even close for me. Yeah. I think I think it's Tennessee. Yeah. I think it's Tennessee. Mm-hmm. So, you're skipping all the two seeds. I don't think they're the most talented. Yeah. I think they're the – if I had to – if I had to legitimately unbiased bet on a team – Right now, I, I say a combination of talent, coaching, and being getting right, hot at the right time. That's, yeah. Those are all things that really go into it. I would you have got, to say you got to argue that they're up there. Yeah, I'd have to agree with I that. Or, or South Dakota State, one of those two, <laughs> are the hottest team. Right now. I was, I was thinking, obviously thinking Tennessee, um, but I also thought uh, people were pretty down on Purdue's defense, but I think they're offensively as dangerous as anybody uh, in the country. I mean, I mean. Also, nobody else has a seven-four center that's as talented as the guy that they've got. So, Purdue, uh, I saw yeah. an interesting stat about them. So, if they make an elite eight, it'll be the first time a team that low defensively rated has made an elite eight. Yeah. Now that's just a defensive rating, like that's one of those crazy analytic stats. But yeah. It, it'd be the the highest. Or sorry, the lowest rated Most. defensively team that's ever even made it to an elite eight. So that that was alarming to me. But I think Purdue's good too. If you look yeah. at if you if you watch watch basketball, they look pretty good. Yeah. Uh, who do you, who do you think the best team that got left out? Obviously, I know there's one everybody's talking about, but uh, Texas A and M is probably the one that comes to mind just because yeah. of what I've seen this weekend following Tennessee Twitter. Tennessee Twitter, Texas A and M is probably up there with one of the best teams that got left out. Who else is um, – that's obviously the one everyone thinks – like you said, that's the one everyone thinks about. What else – who's in the – have we seen the NIT? Um, well, I mean, Wake Forest got left out. Virginia got left out. Um, so, I mean, I mean, obviously, those are ACC teams. I knew that – like, Wake Forest was, like, in until the ACC tournament. <laughs> um, yep. And then who they ended up losing to? Who did they lose to? They lost to Syracuse. In the first round, Syracuse, I think. Yeah, in the first round. So that kind of that, that put them out. Like they were in and not like bubble or. Actually, I don't know if it was Syracuse. I, they. they, they Boston, it was Boston College. Boston College beat them. Yep, that's it. Boston College beat them. Yep. So. Um, oh, Wake Forest got left out. They had a. Didn't they have a pretty decent year? That's who we've been talking about. The last oh, thirty kidding. seconds. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. I'm 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 over googling. I was I was zoning you all out. <laughs> oh, Christian, you do that. Oklahoma. You do that way too much. Yeah, you do. I mean, seriously, he's been talking about Wake Forest. Guys, 
for guys, 45 seconds. And then you go, hey, did you guys know Wake Forest got left out? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it took me a second to Google this. Oklahoma's another one. They're probably yeah, no. that's, a, that's a pretty big one. I'd say that's, they have the. Uh, I would say Oklahoma's just going to continue to get better because they obviously um, their coach is new. So uh, it's it's the guy that was at Loyola, Porter Moser. So I think he's going to do a really good job there. So I think they'll they'll continue to get better as as the longer he stays there. So yeah. let me ask you guys this, uh, Christian. You haven't done a bracket yet, but uh, Emory, look at your bracket. What's two upsets that you have? Of teams, of teams that are seated five lower. spots or lower. Like not a 7-10, but a, either a 6-11 matchup or lower than that. Uh, I'm kind of waiting to see who wins this game um, that's going on right now. So I thought about picking them over Alabama, either Rutgers or Notre Dame over mm-hmm. Alabama. Um, let's see. I picked one more. I didn't pick a ton of upsets this year because usually I, the ones that I pick – Never hit in the does, win, this, so. does this have to be a first uh, round upset? Or um I would say yes, just because everything's yeah, um, uncertain until the first round's over. And then and then I picked Iowa State over LSU. I was about to say I, when I'm okay. looking at it, I see them. I think I think I South also Dakota, picked that. Let's see. Um I South Dakota State. Yeah. You picked South Dakota State. Mm-hmm. Oh a twelve always like seems to beat a five, but Listen, all the fives are pretty solid this year. Although Indiana, you know, Indiana could beat St. Mary's just because St. Mary's isn't used to playing anyone, so um, that could happen. What do you mean they played San Francisco, who was the number twenty-four net ranking with no top twenty-five wins? Played them twice. Well, I don't have an answer for that. You know what? Here's um, my here's my pick, and I'm going to put this on my bracket challenge. Yale beats Purdue. Whoa, that's bold. Yeah. I'm that confident in it. I watched Man. I watched a lot of that Yale game just because it happened to be on before the Tennessee game. Yale, Yale Princeton. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last question I had: Who was who's the worst team that you guys thought that made it? Uh, I don't know just, who I, just made it in general. North Carolina yeah. probably comes to my mind. <laughs> yeah. Mine, the one I said was Michigan. They're like 17 yeah. and 14. Played terrible down the stretch. Beats I think they beat Indiana in the. Big Ten tournament, and somehow they're in. Their coach got suspended the last five games of the regular season, and somehow they're in. That's probably accurate. I mean, that's. I mean, most everybody else was decent resume. I think, unless they were a conference tournament winner. I would say Duke. (laughs) Duke probably shouldn't have made it at all. The only reason they made it was because Coach K. Only reason they made it. (laughs) Yeah, I will. I will say that Sam. San Francisco, I don't know if they got their point guard back, but in one of the games against pretty late against Gonzaga, uh, broke his nose. Or, I don't know if you guys watched that game. Blood everywhere. Nimhard broke it, like just turned and shattered his nose. So I don't even know if he's – he was one of their leading scorers, and I don't know if he's back or not. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. If they're a top 25 net ranking team, he stays yeah. in that game. So I mean, <laughs> you want to win this thing or not? That's all, that's um, all I got to – question for him <laughs> all right let's move on to our next topic looking forward to those how those brackets shake out uh we've got tom brady unretires from the nfl um let's talk about first the guy who bought his football of his last touchdown pass the same day five hundred eighteen thousand dollars like five hours before he unretired do you think he's asked for his money back 
I would 100% ask for my money back or yes, or kill someone probably. Yes. Or I would say this. I would tell Brady, look. If you throw another touchdown pass. Your last one, your last game, I need that ball. Yeah. Got to have it. Yeah. I think uh, it's That's funny it. that everyone's talking about it. And initial reaction is – I can. Can you hear about that guy about the football? I feel so bad for him. And I, and I, and I, and I, and I, I thought about it for a second. And I was like, that guy spent a half a million dollars Five, on a football. He's gonna be okay. He's gonna be okay. He probably has some yeah. some extra money lying around somewhere. I tried to Why look him up guys... to see if I could figure out who it was, but they haven't released it. And uh, yeah. someone did. So the Leland's is the. I guess the auction company that sold it and they asked them officially if they, if they were going to return it or how they were going to handle that, get his money back. And their official statement was that they have no comment at this time. They're like, this has never happened to them before. So he's not, he's not getting his money back. (laughs) He's like, we, they, they've already like got money for the cost of the auction. They're like, we're, we're done with this. What do you think the uh, reason is that Tom Brady, I saw that it was he was uh, didn't like waiting in the uh, pickup line for his kids. He was uh, he would rather get hit by three hundred pound defensive lineman than wait yeah, on his I kids. I don't think that's accurate. Uh, I don't I don't know what the reason is. You know, like what what else does he have to prove? I think it was that um, the initial decision was not. I don't. I think it was almost rushed on him, like. Because yeah. it was it was announced. You know, remember, yeah. remember it was leaked, and then yeah. I feel like he may have just like at that point let the media make his decision for him almost. Yeah, and I don't think I don't think he was ever one hundred percent confident in, in his in his decision, and and ultimately after sitting on it, decided, you know what, I'm not done. Like, I don't know. I don't think it was the yeah. everyone keeps saying it's because of his wife. He 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 said someone said uh, Brady met met his wife and kids for the first time <laughs> and and decided that they weren't worth hanging out with and so he came back to football. <laughs> that was hilarious. But, they need to make a movie with him starring Kevin James and call it Away Team. Yeah. He's trying to he's trying to get away from his family. Yeah, he's gonna play long enough until Kevin James will play him in a movie. Uh, absolutely. And, and then then he can go out on top because that's the that's the pinnacle of sports. Speaking of being able to play and not being able to play, guys, Kyrie Irving cannot play home games at the Barclays Center but, in Brooklyn but. because of, listen, because of the COVID policies <laughs> that say that he's a worker for the city, so he cannot play or he cannot play unless he's vaccinated. But what, Emery? He can go and watch. You can go and watch in the same exact arena, <laughs> sit and behind the bench, and smile the entire time. He just can't with, be playing. With no mask. With no, with mask. no, no mask, mask. He just can't be playing. I thought it was and because the, the COVID policy, I thought, was because the Nets are a private company. And all the private companies, I guess, in New York decided to keep the COVID policy. Or is it? Be- or is it because he's considered? A- I thought it was because the Nets are privately owned. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the rule is, but I mean, at what what point are people going? Is everybody going to continue to wear masks? You know what's uh, crazy is the rest is, of their lives now. Too is players that are unvaccinated on other teams can play. <laughs> yes, but they can play but there, he, but he can't play there. And the Nets got fined for 
him going into the locker room after the game the other day. Yeah, yeah. I said he goes in there all the time for practice. <laughs> Do they Actually, practice I don't even know. Practice? I don't even know if he. I don't even know if he does practice really. Because if, he if he's not allowed to be on the, yeah, he might. Oh, he, oh, he practices. Remember, Emory had that source uh, that he knows very well that <laughs> that's was talking right. about him roasting uh, James Harden in practice. That's right. Yeah. yeah. What was that? What was that source again? It was one of your, uh, your favorite accounts. That was uh, that was true. That, I think it was on ESPN. <laughs> no, was, it was, uh, oh, we'll come up with it. I th- it is. Thought, it, it is one of my favorite accounts now, though. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. I thought it was interesting. He scored sixty last night, and I felt like it was almost like a jab at his his uh, at the Nets saying. You're gonna need me. You're gonna need to change these policies because I can put up sixty anytime I want. It was a franchise record. Yeah. Well, he should and, just do that every game. Like, all right, I got sixty. Yeah, next, next, every next away game. game. I think that's game, what he's doing. 61. He comes to playoff time. He can't play home games. They're gonna be wanting that sixty. Listen, yeah. I, I I don't like Kyrie Irving, and I, I I very rarely root for him. But this is so stupid that I found myself rooting for the guy. Well, like, I, I was excited to see him score 60. I was like, yeah, take that, Brooklyn. Yeah, he's he's holding his ground. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, there's something to be said for that, too. Like, something to be said for that. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, this is insane. I mean, the fact that he can go attend a game, like, f- within 10 feet of the court with no mask on, and he can't – I mean, wh- the classic, what are you doing? What are we yeah. doing? <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? I mean, this is—it has to make sense. I mean, at some point. literally, like, the, the entire the entire arena could be filled with unvaccinated people. Every single person that goes Un- to the game unmasked. could be yeah, unmasked, yeah. unvaccinated, and he can't play in a game that's more spread out on the court than those people are in that arena. Yep, that's. I mean, this doesn't make any sense. None of it makes any sense. What are, what, are, what, are, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> I don't know. I really liked it, that game last night. I just thought it, I thought it was kind of his way of sticking it to the nets and kind of saying, like, you, you're going to want this in April. Come playoff time. Fix your policies. Uh, last topic before we get to our draft. Is Baker Mayfield leaving Cleveland, guys? Apparently he is. Um, you know, he wrote this, pinned this letter to the uh, city of Cleveland, even though he's still on the <laughs> still team. Technically, <laughs> yeah. But I did see some. Uh, I think Chris Mortensen uh, tweeted out, and this is uh, this is legit. I did see a verified uh, <laughs> Twitter account. Chris Mortensen tweeted out that um, the Browns. Are, are really looking at moving on from Baker Mayfield because they want an uh, adult quarterback. I guess Baker Mayfield's not adult enough for them. I, I don't know. Well, he, he owns his own house, which is the, yeah. the Brown Stadium. Which is <laughs> yeah, so he, lives, he lives in the stadium. Many, yeah. many commercials. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, this guy is – I mean, I know a lot of people don't like Baker, and I don't think he's obviously anywhere near one of the best uh, quarterbacks in the league. But this guy has brought them out of – be just a dumpster fire of an organization and led them to the playoffs. And they're just going to, they're like, Oh, Hey, you've, you've done enough. We're going to, you're not adult enough. We're going to, we're going to get somebody else. But I appreciate you for, I mean, they're not even appreciating him. I mean, I, I don't think he's a great quarterback by any means, like I said, but he's, 
he's good I don't enough. really like him. He he's, good enough, he's good enough to play for the Browns. He's good enough to, to take them to the to the first playoffs in 30, 40 years. I mean, he's done something there to be at least appreciated for. And, and I don't think they're – I think that's probably what's upset him the most is, you know, man, I've poured my heart and soul into this team and tried to make this team into a playoff contender, and I'm getting nothing in return. So – yeah, I mean, I'm, uh, it's obvious. Uh, it's no secret I'm not a Baker, not a Baker Mayfield fan. So I think this is kind of funny. Um, I thought his, I thought his little statement was stupid. Like, I guess it was trying to make the Browns to be the bad guy and get out in front of it, like if he were to be traded. But I don't know. That that almost seemed to me like you brought up the fact that they want an adult as a quarterback. That that seems childish to come out and do that. <laughs> like, like it's like you're you're getting paid to play football. Like. Yeah. Yeah, it's it. You may get traded. You may not like it. It's a business decision. If you'd like to come switch jobs with me, where they will not trade you at any point, you can come take my salary and I'll switch with you, buddy. Like you got it. This is part you, of the game. You, like you, you never last. Yeah, <laughs> I'm and I'm much less of an adult than Baker Mayfield. I'm way more into <laughs> so they don't want me. <laughs> so I mean, I think it's part of it. Like you just have to deal with. Is you're getting paid that much? It's a, a business decision is potentially being made. Hasn't even been made yet. Yeah. Like, I mean, how many guys' names are? Th- I mean, there's probably ten untouchable guys in the NFL that can't be traded every yeah. year. Maybe ten. Yeah. I mean, and and to think if he thinks he's one of those ten, he's he's wrong. Yeah. yeah. And then some guys yeah. think they they are untradeable, and then they still get traded. Yeah. Still happens. So. Yep. But. All right going to move on to our last segment we're going to draft the best atlanta braves infielders over the last or since 1990 i picked 1990 because that's when they went from worst to first that's kind of when i started watching of course you know i'm not gonna watch a bad team of course i'm gonna watch them when they're good so that's when i became a fan was was them um but before we get into our draft uh even though tennessee is a three seed Heaven's Door Whiskey is the one seed of whiskeys. <laughs> and if you want to take your team to the championship, drink Heaven's Door Whiskey. And we've actually got Heaven's Door Whiskey as the number as the prize for um, the winner of our bracket. So uh, we they are going to give – I think it's what we decided. We're just going to give the two bottles to the winner. Is that what we decided? I think we decided we're, we're going to kind of split first it up in first and second. What if we go first and last? I think – First and last, eh. no. I mean, then I, I would be winning the whiskey if we did that. <laughs> they're they're <laughs> trying to. <laughs> you win both bottles. <laughs> no, I'd be the last place. I'd, there's I'd, two, win, I'd win it. There two. Uh, there's two different kinds that they're giving us, right? Yeah, it's the, the rye, rye whiskey and the double barrel. It's the yeah, first, say, first and second, second and, and, and we can't win it. Yeah, and no, and, we're in the like bracket. Three. Yeah, but we can win the bracket. We're not, we just we're not going to. Yeah, we're not going to cheat though. I, don't I think. Know. I think first and second. We're, we're, first, first we're trying to, get, we're trying to do this too for our fans. We're trying to do this for our fans. Yeah. What did you say, yeah. Christian? First and second. First just gets to pick which bottle they want, and they get yeah. the recognition of being first. We'll like, recognize we'll, we'll them. About, yeah, we'll, we'll recognize them on a on the podcast. We'll give so them we a two gonna, minute. We'll give them a two minute spot on the pod. Yeah, we'll, we'll, have, we'll write up something for. That's actually not a bad idea. They get they get first gets to pick. They get the recognition of winning, and then they get a two-minute or maybe one-minute. Maybe we shouldn't give them two minutes. It depends on who wins. Yeah, yeah. we'll give them whatever, no, whatever we'll they want to stay within reason. 
on the yeah. podcast. However obnoxious they are, we'll decide and we'll. And we'll <laughs> I just cut them off whenever I want. We'll just do yeah, that. That's right. <laughs> uh, Christian, we never did decide who was the the first pick or the second pick because um, we tied the last time for last. And since you're since you're I, in dead last in the rankings, I'll let you go first. I, well, I think that's how we've done it before. Is whoever was last in the total rankings was first. So we're going to pick best Braves infielder since 1990. Since 1990. Out of, you know, in honor of Freddie Freeman, who is leaving the Braves. But my number one pick isn't Freddie Freeman. There's no secret who the best, who the face of the franchise is. That's Chipper Jones. He's my number one pick. Chipper Jones. And I, I think I Christian had Freeman and Jones as one and two, and he's just going to pick whichever one I didn't pick. It might surprise you to hear that I'm not. No, I definitely am. It's Freddie Freeman at number two. Here. <laughs> <laughs> Emory, Emory I got it. Like, really yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and, no, all right. I get it. I get it. I get it. All right. So I've got the next two picks. Um, I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with Raphael for call, my shortstop. And now it doesn't have to be specific positions. I mean, you oh, could have just, four, four short. Oh, four show. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, I thought we. I thought we were picking one at every spot. You shouldn't have told him that. No, I, I that would have been a good idea, but I didn't uh, even think about that. Actually, that'd have been a lot, have been a lot harder. No, I thought well, we were picking one. Would. Well, uh, I'm still going to stick with uh, for call, and I'm going to go with the uh, the crime dog. Fred McGriff. Christian, next pick. Okay. Let's see here. I got to make sure I'm ready to defend my picks as well. Um, just so everybody knows, if there's there's not many people out there that are less uh, qualified to make the selections on this than me. <laughs> so uh, <clears throat> I spent my entire time making notes uh, on this subject. I'm going to go with... Hmm. We go with Terry Pendleton for my next pick. That's, it. I was That's, That's pick. a solid pick. Yeah, pretty sure he was. Uh, he's he's like a 1990 guy, wasn't he? I think he's right before his. right before Chipper. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, and I'm pretty sure he. I know he had at least one MVP, MVP NL MVP. Maybe two. I can't remember. He I, also I would, has the World Series win. Yeah, and he's a current coach. For the Braves. Yep. Yep. All right, I've got the next two picks. And by the way, those top five were also my top five. Okay. So having to go with my six and seven, I'm going to stick with somebody that's on the team right now, a crowd favorite, probably one of the better second basemen that Atlanta has had in my lifetime. That's Ozzy, Ozzy Albies. Yeah. I, would, I would say in our lifetime he is uh, probably the best offensive second baseman we've ever had. Maybe yep. – I, I, when it's all said and done, he could be the best second baseman in franchise history. Yep. And I'm going to go with the sleeper here on my next pick that true Braves fans will know of this guy. Uh, about when Freddie was just becoming, you know, big with the Braves, had a third baseman who hit about 300 every year. That was Martin Prado. One of my favorite Braves, and he was he was here for about four or five years, but he could hit it, field it. He played a little bit of everywhere in the infield. 
Yep, a little bit of everywhere, even in the outfield, some I believe. So, yep. really liked him and uh, thought he was a very good asset for the Braves. Martin Prado. Also had him on my list pretty high. Let's see here. I'm going to go. I'm going to go on my next pick. You already took for call, right? Yeah. Henry? Okay. Yep. I'm going to go with Dan Ugla for this next pick. Oh, right. my gosh. Well, this is terrible. He's the worst second baseman ever. He's, He's already picked it. Locked in. He's, you've already said it. You've already said it. What that do you just, mean? That totally negates your Freddie pick. <laughs> he, had a pretty, he had a pretty – I looked up his stats specifically for the Braves. He was not that bad. Okay. He was terrible. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Let him pick. Yeah. <laughs> Let him defend. Yeah. I will say this. Ugla did have a streak where he had like a 35 game hitting streak at one point. Yeah. It was like one. He was like one for five every game. That's still 200. That's still batting 200. Yeah. And I think there, yeah, I don't think, yeah, there was some years he didn't get above 200, I think, which is awful. There's like one year. Glad you picked him, Christian. There's like one year (laughs) he hit 30 home runs and batted like 182. Yeah. So he either hit a home run or was out. Yeah. Only 18% of the time. Emory, enjoy that gift and get the next two picks. <laughs> I'm going to go with a current Brave who should have been a higher MVP candidate than he was. Um, will never rise probably to the uh, fame of Chipper, but um, it's going to be a cornerstone for the team for, for quite a while. I think it's going to be Austin Riley. Mm-hmm. That's one of mine. Then my next one. Um, I'm going to go with a uh, another shortstop here. And uh, my main man, Jeff Blauser. Jeff Blauser. Yeah. Jeff Classic Blauser. 90s shortstop. Yeah. Just, I think he basically just, just took balls off the chest, throwing people out. By the way, uh, just so you know, Dan Ugla in – Three consecutive seasons, or no, sorry, five consecutive seasons, had 31, 32, 31, 33, and 36 home runs. So, um, okay. Yeah. Take that. Look at take that with, as you. What as was you his please. batting average? What was his batting average with the Braves? Let's, let's see. So I'm saying those, he either. And those he had years, a home run. He, he, he was 245, 260, 243, 287, uh, 233, 220. And then his last two years is probably why here. Well, his last full year with. He was under 200. That was the only season he actually was under 200. He was 179. You just named like the following year he didn't eight years. Play for I don't think he played with the Braves like eight years. He's like he was traded halfway through. Yeah, with the Marlins yeah. he played well. That's the one we signed him. Yeah, let's so fact check. Here's, still so fact check I, I'm fact checking right now. Here's fact his first year. Him. Listen, this is Emory. His first year with Atlanta, yeah. 36 home runs. Okay. And he had a 233 batting average that year. Okay. okay. Not good. Yeah, so the next year, 19 home runs, 220 batting average. Okay. Not good. It gets better. <laughs> um, 22 home it's runs. Got one more year. And why are you interrupting me? Because you know what's going to oh, happen gosh. here. <laughs> 179 batting average. Yeah. And then the his. When he was 34, it says T.O.T., 
which I, I don't even know what that is. I think he got sent to the minor leagues, and he mm-hmm. batted 149. And then mm-hmm. he came back up to the Braves, and he hit 162. For like 40 games. So, yeah, you, you named all his years with the Marlins. <laughs> yeah. Still- it was Braves. <laughs> you listed every he year was, he played for the good with the Marlins. That's why I we listed, I listed all his years. You just said he was the worst second baseman of all time, though. I just for the Braves. He, he, worst second he, baseman the Braves have ever had. For over 30 home runs is the worst second baseman the Braves have ever had. He did that one time. home runs in one year. Well, he, only played, he only played three full seasons there. Christian, it doesn't yeah, matter because you're exactly. going to beat me This is a terrible pick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Go, read off the picks one more time just so I know who's still on my list here. Okay. Uh, so I have Chipper Jones, Ozzy Albies, Martin Prado. You have Freddie Freeman, Terry Pendleton, Dan Ugla, and Emery has Raphael Furcal, Fred McGriff, Austin Riley, Jeff Blauser. I mean, do you want to go ahead and just pick Raphael Belliard and end this? <laughs> does, does someone have? You say someone has Martin Prado? I do. Yeah. Okay. It's, Mar- t- it's Martin. It's Martin. Whatever. All right. I'll take Omar Infante. And that one year he had. <laughs> I'm Listen, not even sure. I'm not even sure Christian's a Braves fan. Was, right, please you, write out Omar and Ponte. You, I did. You picked, you picked since 1990. I was born in 1996. Yeah, but I yeah, know who Willie Mays is. And what, I wasn't what, born age, with Willie in, in 1990, when you started picking, when you started watching the Braves, actually There's started keeping up. How old were you? Three, 1990. Eight? You were eight. Okay. I was, I was eight I was, in I was five. 2004. So that's 14 years of this draft that I did not watch baseball for okay. at minimum. So Omar Infante. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to say on that one. I, I liked I, him when he was a brave, but he wasn't there for very long. I think maybe a couple of years. He actually was. Listen to this. He was an all-star one year, and he wasn't even in the regular rotation. Like for a position player, he hit like 340 and he played like one every three games and he was still an all star that year. You also got to remember that no one that votes actually does research. So 90% of our voters are going to be, if they recognize, you also have to remember that most of of our followers are Braves fans. Yeah. You think they're, I'm telling you, there's no way that any, most of our fans aren't going to know who Omar Infante is. Yeah. How many of our, how many of our voters are, are older than me. Most of them. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. There's there's five other people on here that I, I Omar Infante is not even on my list. That's fine. Dan Ugla was not on my list. Also fine. <laughs> it doesn't matter. He's still gonna have more votes than I am. It doesn't matter. I mean you do have Freddie Freeman, so that's gonna get a lot of votes. That's gonna sway yeah. a lot of people. Um I do have the last pick and you can look up this guy's stats even though they weren't great, they're probably still better than Ugla's stats. But he had a filthy glove at shortstop, and that's Andrelton Simmons. Yep. He was. He probably still is one of the it, best defensive shortstops in the game. I think right he now. just got traded. Yeah. So I think he hit about 230, 240, which is still like 50 points higher than Ugla. 
So, All right, so let's recap those. I had Chipper Jones, Ozzy Albies, Martin Prado, Andrelton Simmons, Christian had Freddie Freeman, Terry Pendleton, Dan Ugla, Omar Infante, and Emery had Raphael for Cole, Fred McGriff, Austin Riley, and Jeff Blauser. And now that I see that Christian picked Dan Ugla and Omar Infante, I'm not sure that this was fair for Christian because we are a lot older than Christian. Yeah. And I mean, you want to know, know who my my backup pick was? Just yeah. Now. It, it was Dansby Swanson. That's, that's but he's the, better. Uh, than, I mean, he's been better, better than both of us too. Also, some, also for have... for picking out my specific picks and calling them out, Austin Raleigh. I had to make this. I had to double check on this. He's literally been playing for two years. So yeah. you can't. You can't pick he was, anybody. You he can't was probably anybody. like sixth in MVP voting. He was sixth year. in MVP voting last year. Yeah, still he's been there for two years, and you're talking about a guy's playing for a few years. Yeah. These guys literally did nothing. Omar Infante and Dan Ugla didn't win a World Series for the Braves. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I, that's, I a, also that's, had, that's not I, important. I had Marcus Giles. As yeah, Marcus backup. Giles was mine. Marcus, uh, I got, had Mark Lemke on there, too. Yeah, I did, too. I had Blouser. And, uh, I also had uh, Andres Galarraga. I did not have him. And I also thought about putting Mark Teixeira, even though he was only there yeah, for a couple I, thought I didn't about pick that. him because he was only there for a couple months. He was a late pickup. Yeah. Um, Rucker, how many people on our list won a World Series? Um, Chipper did. Okay. Chipper, Ozzy, Freddie, Terry Pendleton, um, Fred McGriff, Austin Riley. Six out of our 12. No, Blouser did two. Seven out Blouser. of our 12. Yep. Because so two of, two of Simmons, them Prado, Ugla, Infante, and for call were right there between like 2000 and 2012, 2013. Somewhere around that area where they, we were no, good year than bad a year, good a year than bad a year. So we are going to post that on Twitter for everybody to vote, guys. We need you to vote because I put a a, a poll out the other day that said is Tennessee two or three seed, and in one day thirty people had voted, and we kept a poll up for like three days for our last NFL team name, and like twenty three people voted. It doesn't take much to click my picks. <laughs> <laughs> or Emory's picks. Yeah, don't don't pick Christians. Uh, You're don't probably going to have to look up some stats to look at Christians. It <laughs> might have to take a little bit. Don't of time. don't be don't let Freddie Freeman. <laughs> a lot of people may be mad at Freddie Freeman too for yeah. leaving. So you could be could be a little I'm recency bias. I'm not mad at Freddie for leaving. I'm not either, but there could be some people out there that are. So. Let the record show that Omar Fonte played uh, almost a hundred, <laughs> almost a hundred more games than Austin Raleigh has played for the Braves. So, just do that. What what you will, listeners. Almost a hundred more games. So not even a complete year. So Austin Raleigh's under contract the, through twenty twenty. Omar Fonte wasn't the fifth, Omar Fonte wasn't the fifth best player on a World Series team, though. So take that also with what you will. <laughs> I know I know Austin Raleigh was, but. I'll, what was your point on that? Yeah. <laughs> he played a half a season more. Because that was his defense. He didn't win a World Series. Well, yeah, if he was the, he's the fifth best player on a World Series team. Austin Riley? Yeah. Offensively, he was probably the best for the entire yeah, year. He about 300. Austin Riley is the, the best offensive player on the team. I don't. Did you hear he was sixth in MVP voting? Sixth. That's great. Austin, Austin Raleigh was. He had almost as many home runs as Dan Ugla had in his year with the Braves at 33. Uh, he did bat 303. That's pretty good. 
Guys, I will say this. I just saw a tweet 11 minutes ago. John Morosi, the Dodgers and Freddie Freeman are making progress on a multi-year deal, source says. Who's the source? He doesn't say. (laughs) (laughs) He's verified and MLB Network broadcaster. You got to watch out for those sources. Here's here's what I'm hoping. Here's what I'm hoping happens. Freddie's infiltrating the Dodgers. And (laughs) we're using him to tear down that empire. Yeah. And when it's game seven and he's up, runners on second and third down one, he's going to watch strike three go right down the middle. And right to the World Series. And we're going to game one. (laughs) That's That's my hope. All right, so we're going to end episode 33 here. We're going to post that on Twitter. We've got the bracket coming up. Be looking out for uh, for hopefully the winner here in the next few weeks. We'll see. Uh, get, get, got a prize for that winner and second place. Guys, you got anything before we close? Omar Infante was, is, was the worst pick of all time, I believe. Yeah. This, needs to, be the, this needs to be the errors section. Well, what'd you guys mess up? Well, Christian messed up on two of the Braves infielders. He picked Ugla and Infante. But I will say this about Infante. I did like Infante when he was with the Braves. I'll say, I'll say this about Dan Ugly. He wore uh, his shirt about two sizes too small. <laughs> and his biceps really popped on the sleeves. Yeah. I'll say that about him. Yeah. I'll, because I'll the ball didn't is... pop off his bat. I know that. I will, I'll say this, Dan Ugla and... Somebody we know very closely went to the same college at one point. It was me. It was Daddy. <laughs> they both went to the University of Memphis at the same time. They did. Yep. All I gotta say where, before the end is that where, he... where Danny um where Danny out hit him in the batting cage one day. <laughs> <laughs> what were you the, saying? Uh, the the best offensive player for the Braves this year, according to Emory. Is almost had as many home runs as the worst second baseman of all time for the Braves. So he was only one short. Um, so take that with what you want. Who was one short? Uh, Dan Ugla had 34 in this season with the Braves, and Austin Riley had 33. So he almost had as many as the worst second baseman of all time you, for the Braves. You mean 22 year old Austin Riley? Yeah. With a six That's and MVP voting? <laughs> okay. That's correct. Just check it. Correct. Make sure. Yeah. <laughs> and by, right. Did he bat above 200? Austin you can Riley. pick his – if you don't want to pick at 22, you can pick his other many years with the Braves, like uh, 20 and 21 when he played 50 games and 60 Listen games. how mad Christian is right now. Yeah, he's so mad. Listen, you so can't, mad. if you're going to tear down my picks, you got to be prepared for your picks too. You just said he's the best offensive player for the Braves. He was. Batting average-wise, he was. The stats. Yeah. That's – RBIs. Yeah. Christian I think he led the World Series in yeah. batting average as well. Let's look up Austin Riley's stats last year if I can get this yeah. pulled up while we're waiting. Yeah. I've got to know now. Yeah, we've got to know. Well, my computer's taking a while. We're going to end he, episode he, 33. Yeah, he hit 302. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. <laughs> How many RBIs did he have? How many RBIs did he have? Let's look. And then compare that to Uglas. Because Ugly hit a lot of single, a lot of a lot of a lot of home runs. Nobody on base that didn't matter. I watched a lot of games. I watched a lot of Dan, Dan Ugly with maybe Danny. A lot of solo home runs out of Dan Ugly. 
while you're looking it up, we're going to end episode 33. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so be looking out for our next episode, hopefully coming this weekend. Uh, that is going to do it for us. So watch your bracket. If you hadn't joined our bracket, join that before the, the tournament starts tomorrow, and we'll see you next time.